When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network editor, Dave Schofield, coming at you Tuesday night, just after 9 p.m. The Steelers played a game last weekend. They're playing another game this weekend. Where else would you rather be? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how is it going tonight? Oh, hey, we're in the Steelers. What, what do you got to do? What do you got to do? Come on. Oh. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's been so long, <laughs> and, I, and I guess we'll count. But we'll just breathe in the sweet smell of victory. That's because, right. You know. Even though it's the preseason, you know what? If it's a chance to breathe it in, do it. Why not? Do, why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. I mean, I know, I know, I know. People say people could still say we're that we're about practice. Yeah, they're, they're practice games, but you know what? There's still a game. The clock is running. The officials are blowing the whistles. There is a 
different team in a different colored uniform out there. We experienced that. I'm trying. I'm, I'm losing my days of the week. Friday night. It was glorious. It was. But before that, we have a couple other things that we got to cover before we really dive into the game that was on Friday. First, I don't know if you know this, Rich, because this just happened, I think, within the last two hours. They had the, the Steelers had their home run derby at camp tonight. Okay. And now we have a two-time home run derby, derby champ, back-to-back champion, one Kenneth Shane Pickett. <laughs> He is the home run derby champ again at Steelers training camp. Um, I'm, you don't have some e- extensive breakdown for that one for me? Um. <laughs> no. If he was beating Boz and kicking field goals, then maybe we could talk. Gotcha. Well, hey, remember, this is important, you know. you know. Let me just say one thing. Okay. He ain't Bo. He ain't Bo. Well, you got to remember, this is just one of those traditions that they've had for a while. I'm I'm pretty sure it's just under Coach Tomlin. I know BTR won it most years, but there was a year there where he didn't, and I know I'm going to mess up the year. I know for sure I'm going to mess up the year, so I'm trying to stall a little bit in order to try to make sure that I don't mess up the year because there was a year in there where instead a rookie won it, a a sixth-round draft pick. Back in 2017, when one long snapper Colin Holbo won the home run derby that they had at training camp. <laughs> so it hasn't always been the quarterbacks. It's also been the, the, the long snappers. But just thought I'd throw that out there. But the other thing we got to talk about, and it's all it's all Steelers. It's all Steelers. Rich, how was your time at training camp last Wednesday? Uh, it was nice to not be, you know, basically um... – poured on by rain this year so that was kind of nice um got up there early got through some of the booths got into the field some guys were actually out messing around a little bit on the field even before lunchtime um george pickens i believe a couple wide receivers were out just doing some some you know basically hand drills um it was a good time uh, then it was into, okay, yeah, then we always guess it, okay, who are we going to see hit the field first? Okay, Cam Hayward's always near the top, but the first player onto the field was Joey Porter Jr. And let me tell you what, the look on that guy's face looked like a guy that running through his head was, what do you mean I wasn't a first-round pick? I'll show you. That's what that's I'm serious. That's the look he had on him. And he face. was no, he was out there and fine and everything for the practice you were at, right? Yes. So he really did pull not to the same degree, but he really did pull a Calvin Austin where he got hurt the non-open practice the day before the game. Because yes. You know, he was injured and couldn't play on Friday night, but he was fine on Wednesday. So that 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 was interesting. But uh but you but you got to see him and everything. I mean he 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 was first one on the field by minutes. I think it was three or four minutes later than Gunnar O hit the field. Um followed very closely by Cam Hayward. Who there's Cam Hayward, he's lugging all this stuff down to the field carrying cones and agility ladder and, you know, 
all this stuff down because Cam and Cam and Larry O's they were they could have been done. They they did more work before practice even started than some guys probably do the whole time practice was going on. And see, and Larry O was fine for that practice as well, right? Yes, he, oh yes, so he was. He was another one that got dinged up in the in the non-open practice. I mean, he's he's still in a walking boot, but I mean that could have just been the, one of those. He could have just been skipped on. Nothing wrong with his foot the day we were there. Yeah. I mean, he and Cam were doing some crazy, crazy work. First, it was some agility stuff. Then they actually got down and Cam had cones set up and they were actually cones set up like offensive lineman gaps and they were actually working on their communication and I would call it tandem footwork on a pass on pass rushes on different mm-hmm. things. I mean, Cam, I mean, they were talking serious and this was all happened pretty close to where I was. So that was pretty neat to see actually that those two guys just warming up slash working out for practice. Yeah. I, I rem- well, I read your knee jerk reaction article to your day at camp. So therefore I'm, I know these various things that, that you looked at. Um, anything else you want to highlight from your, from your time there? Um, I spent less time, like after seven shots, when they broke into stuff, you know, um, Kyle and the other, the two basketball coaches from my college we were with, they, they were into watching the skilled players, because mm-hmm. they were there on the field closest, but out one level was where the line was working. Mainly the offensive line was working on some of their zone blocking schemes. I was having some fun watching that mm-hmm. and really starting to see guys work together, hit hitting the zones. Um, I thought it was real neat how that one broke down first. They're working on things with the center and two guards. So just the three guys on the line. And eventually then they would break it down then they broke it down into sides. You had the right side, which would include a mm-hmm. tight end, and then you worked the left side uh, for some snaps. Um, so just the things they were working on, you knew they were really trying to get down to, to nitty-gritty uh, of working on those things. And for me, then, it was great to see some of that stuff on Friday. Yeah. So you actually so. saw what you were seeing at training camp transpire on the field Friday night. Yeah, so there for that one, I had the binoculars out, totally focused in on watching some of that line stuff just because I was wanting to see what they were working on. Um, certain things with camp, well, I'll tell you what, just, just more of the fun stuff. Um, Isaac Sayamalu, oh my goodness. He just he just looks, he comes walking downhill. That guy just looks like a mean dude. Mm-hmm. I know he's not a mean dude, but man, he comes down. He just looks all business. I'm like, I would not want to cross that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's one other thing that, that you had talked about that I'm like, yeah, I could see that. You said it was kind of frustrating how many fans weren't paying attention to practice. Oh. There, And there were a good many people there that day. And people are walking around. They had no interest in, in what was going on on the field. And it was annoying because they were constantly in the way of us who were trying to watch. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit annoying. Yeah, it's like. But what you're going to do? I guess the only reason they went to training camp was to see if they could get their autographs and things like that. So. I, I guess. And there, there's 
that's not where I'd go to try to get autographs, honestly, because there's not a lot of autograph stuff going on at the end of practice. Uh, Kenny Pickett and who was it? I can't even remember who that person came over and were signing some autographs for some kids, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, so compared to last year, better experience, worse experience, about the same. Um, hey. Remember- Talk about Tuesday night and people are saying, oh, they're not going to be in pads. I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked if they are, but maybe they aren't. And they were. They were in pads. They were. Yep. So that was new for me this year. You weren't in pads because you were there during the acclimation period. So, yeah, anything, you know, different between your the the two years. Yeah, it it was. It was nice. I'm not sure if I'm going to go again, honestly. Mm -hmm. Now I've gone a couple times. Um it ends up being a long day for just two, two hours, hours of practice. Of practice, yeah, yeah. Um, because remember, remember, we're talking about practice. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I. But I mean, some for some people, this is their best chance to see the Steelers, and I, I think it's exciting. I've, like I said, I've never been to Latrobe, but I've gone to Steelers practice before when they did one. Uh, it was before COVID. So I'm trying to remember how old my kids were. It's been a while, but it was where they did one at Heinz Field. And it was Heinz Field at the time. That it was a special family night practice. It was an evening practice that they were there. Um, I went. And what was nice about that is because it's it's the whole, it's the stadium. It's one field. They had to fit everything into one field of what they were doing. So nothing was too far away to see. They didn't have the luxury of space, so. So here I'm going to bring this bring this up. So Bobby Eric said, and that's why I don't go to games in person. Too many ignorant people. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Game, games in person not so bad because honestly, folks that aren't really wanting to watch the game as much, they get out of their seats and get down on the concourse and they're out of the way. But at camp, that option really isn't there. So. Yeah, and I mean. Like it really all depends on where you are in the stadium when you're there watching a game. I mean, the the, the people in in my the season ticket holders in my area are people that are there watching the game. Now, sometimes the seats next to me, especially with the people who actually have the seats, which they rarely go to the games, they're there with a lot of kids and they're in and out and they have like season tickets at four different spots and they're constantly switching seats throughout the game and everything. I'm just like, yeah. That's fine. That's I mean, like normally I get to my seat and I don't leave until the game's over. I yes, think same here. I there was one time in one preseason game that I missed a couple snaps because I had because it was, I had to take my daughter out to the bathroom and I was just like, "You're making me miss my first ever snaps," and, <laughs> and it was the preseason. But that's that's just. Uh, that's just me. That's what I do. But that's not everyone has the same viewing experience. The thing that, that I always think is interesting, and I know we're going to get to the to, to, to the Friday night's game because I really want to talk about that. But what I find interesting is the people that don't show up to their seats until halfway through the first quarter. Oh, yeah. That's the one that gets me. And I'm like, because there'll, there'll be times if like you're there and I'm like, oh, hey. You, you know, there's some open, and then all, oh, yeah, next thing you know, the people, I'm like, there's two open seats right next to me until people show up 
partway through the first quarter. So I know sometimes it's because they're out tailgating and everything else. And I'm like, I don't tailgate because I'm there to watch the game. I'm not there, you know, for for that. I, I'm there to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would rather be in, in the stadium watching them kick, watching them warm up, watching everything else there than be anywhere else because to me the experience – it isn't that it, it's it's watched the game, but not everyone does it the same. But I, I just I'm just like I remember. Oh man, it was the it was that Tampa Bay game. I guess it would be nine. I guess it was nine years ago. Now. I think it was twenty. I'm pretty sure it was 2014. Yeah, because 2015 is when I got my season tickets. It was the year before because I wasn't in my season ticket seats yet, and and it was this very intoxicated young lady who came into the game about 10 minutes into the game. The Steelers were down 14 to nothing. Now they came back in that game and then they lost it in the last 10 seconds. But it's just, and she's like, what's going on? What are they doing? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you had tickets to come in and see what was happening. It's not my job to catch you up on everything that That's you missed. Right. I'm not recapping. <laughs> you could have been here. Should have been here. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm just surprised. And you would think like, for those of you in the live chat, I know there's a lot of you that have said before, I'm, I'm not, you know, and, and, and feel free to, 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 to kind of share your experience there. That as much as you've wanted to, you've either never been able to make it to Pittsburgh for a Steelers game, or you've only done it, you know, a handful of times in your life, you know, maybe once or twice. When you have that experience, you don't want to miss any of it. You want to make sure you're you're there for the whole thing and and all that. And that's sometimes where I say that, man, Steelers fans, especially those that you know, they've got their season tickets handed down to them for forever. They kind of take the Steelers for granted. They don't even really necessarily are are all that into the game, but. There's all kinds of different Steelers fans, but we've talked about this stuff. You ready to talk? I, I want to hear your thoughts on Friday night. You ready for that? Uh, yeah, let's get into it. So. Okay. Okay. Well, see, here you go. Afton, maybe you have to wave to her. See if you can. I'm in town for my first ever. I don't know if they're if her and Kathy are already in town or if they will be on Saturday, uh, but I know that the, uh, they'll be at the game on Saturday. So Me too. Yep. And Rich will Rich. be there as well. R Renee and I are rolling in. Friday late afternoon and going to spend the weekend. So, oh, good for you guys. Yep. Mm -hmm. So ready to go. But let's talk about let's talk about Friday. Yeah. All right, because, Rich. Because it was good. Yeah. Would you would okay? First, first question. First question about Friday. Would you call it overall a good performance, a great performance? Or an eh performance. Okay. Overall, Regardless of I would, score. I have an entirely different word. Okay. Okay. Please. I, I would call Friday a successful performance. I, you know what? That's a great way to say it. Okay. Um, we, we basically got exactly what we wanted to see and get out of the first team offense. I mean, you, you were like, I'd love them to just go down the field, score a touchdown. Went down the field, scored touchdown. Only incompletion from Kenny Pickett when he had to throw away due to the rush. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. 
and you know three three solid catches by DJ on that. You know, he had a catch by Muth. You had the touchdown to pick it up, Yes. And, uh, well, 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 wait a second. What, what was it again? Pick it up, Pick it up, Pick it up, never gets old, ever. That will never get old. That might be one of the best calls. Yeah. That I got right now. That's a good button yeah. there. So, yeah. um, Defensively, you know, you, we were missing a lot of first-team guys defensively when you yep. really stop and look at it. But I thought defensively they played very well. As Also, um, actually, it, you know, Cam just playing a tiny little bit. Larry o, or Cam not playing. Larry O not playing. You know, actually was probably pretty good to get some of those other defensive line guys, got some more reps, um, and they all played really well. Um was tough seeing Keanu Benton go out with that with that ankle. Um, oh man, honestly, did he blow up that fourth down play? <laughs> because honestly, I thought he played very well up uh, up until that point. So, yeah. um, somebody brought up, you know, Brian Mispa brought up on Facebook said over 130 yards for CA three. You know, Calvin Austin third on the on the long ball from Mason Rudolph. That was you know just something else. Good to see. Um, was nice to see some throws in the middle of the field. I mean, there was just so many things that was that was good to see. Were there things that I saw that need to be worked on? Yeah, there 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 was. But those things didn't overshadow a lot of the good plays. And to me, that's what makes that a successful evening. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I'll, I'll bring up did you know, a question and that is did Kendrick Green just play himself off the roster? in that game Friday night. He might have. That one series was maybe the worst series of football he could have asked for. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was bad. I, I took him off my roster. And honestly, I hate to have to do this to you, Brian. He only had 96 yards. <laughs> he had 73 receiving and 20 and 23 yeah. rushing. Um, I don't think he had a – wait, wait a second. He didn't have – he wasn't back there at all for any kick returns, I'm pretty no. sure. Uh, they were all they were all Jordan Bird. Jordan Jordan Bird on and well when technically um and um, Anthony McFarlane was back there for one back the on, yeah, on a kickoff. On kickoffs, yes. Yeah. So so yeah, but I mean it was on four touches, you know, two catches, two carries. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay that it was only a 24-yard average instead of 25. That's all right. But no, that CA3, that was that. And he didn't even really play it on the second half. Yeah. Did he? Uh he had a few snaps in the first half, but not not many. Yeah. Um Kathy wants to know which one of us said a, a first uh a first draft score would be a great sign. That was Dave. That, I was gonna say I know I said it, but I wouldn't have been shocked if you did too. Uh, you, no, we both said we wanted to see a first draft yeah. score, but you wanted this you specifically talked about that first draft touchdown and then that and how that would be. Uh, setting a good precedent for the for the entire season. Yes, because so, it sorry, was, I hate. Yeah. Yes, it burns me to give credit where credit's due to my baby brother. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah, and uh, Tyler W says it puts two dollars into the tip chart. Thank you very much, Tyler. Says Benton was his was his biggest happy surprise. I was not surprised by Benton. Let's just say this: I was relieved that. 
you saw in a game what we had been hearing what about been, in training camp. Yes. So that's that, honestly that's, I, that's some of the biggest things you got to think about in these preseason games. Am I going to get to see on the screen what people have been saying has been happening on the practice field? Yeah, and um, actually, it didn't surprise me too much from Benton because our day at camp, that guy as that guy does just what I said not long after the draft when we were talking about him, and that he just wreaks havoc. Yeah, it it just it just seems you know, I mean, I almost want to say you know the guy plays like a Tasmanian devil. You don't and see and and but that's what you want on the defensive line. You don't have to make the tackles. You don't have to make the sacks. You don't have to do anything else. You have to make the offensive linemen more worried about you than they are about getting to the guy behind you. Yeah, he's a he's a disruptor. Yeah, and if they don't worry enough about him, then you make them pay. Yep. So. All right, I got to hold you to what you said before we came on the air, and that is you need to take your you need. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. We're going to go ahead and break. Now we're 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 not done talking about last week. We're not. We're we're not. We're we're going to hit that some more, but we're going to go ahead and make sure we get our break in now because if not, we're going to take it too close to the end. Uh, so if you're with us here on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, we'll be back in a couple seconds. And if you're with us here on the audio side, stick around for these important messages. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back, and I uh, hope you enjoyed those messages. We uh, we have a special deal going on right now with MyBookie.com. For those of you that are here on, on the live side, maybe check out the audio or whatever and, and hear what's going on with, uh, with, with what we have going on with MyBookie. All right, Rich. So that was the first team. We kind of just covered the first team. I do want to say this about the defense, though. There were a couple guys that only played the first series. Alex Highsmith, Levi Wallace. They got three snaps. Yep. And no passes. Alex Highsmith did not have a chance to rush the, the, the quarterback. Levi Wallace did not have to have to cover anybody um, on the outside. And then you had all you had the, you had Cam and TJ and Minka and so and Larry O and Demonte KZ and Joey Porter Jr. All for various reasons not playing. The defense, the offense had everybody, right? I, I, I mean, they didn't really use Najee other than to dump off one pass to him. But the defense, the, about half of them weren't out there. I mean, I said someone played play three snaps. I, I almost messed up one. Alandon Roberts played two. Played two. First and second down, came out on third down. Was back, I'm pretty sure he was back in for fourth down the, when they jumped off sides, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't. I'm, uh, th- that's a speculation. I, I, I would have to go back and verify that. But, uh, yeah, the defense, what more did you want out of that, of, of what parts of the first unit that were out there? I mean – other than Tampa actually going forward on fourth down and them stopping them there. That's the only thing that could have made that better, you know, rather than the, than have the penalty force forced the punt. I mean, my goodness, they, they didn't give them a first down. Oh, for Oh, for one third down conversion. So right. to me, the offense moving the ball efficiently. I mean, now, now granted they were faced with a third and 10 and converted it. You don't want to have to have a lot of third and longs that you have to convert. I think they had two third downs on that drive, the offense. They converted the, the third and 10 to Deontay Johnson. And the other was a third and eight that was the touchdown to Pickens. Correct. So other than that, I mean, 10 plays, only two third downs, ended with the touchdown. There. Defense, they didn't get to see a pass, though. But I'm trying to remember where I said this. It might have been the postgame show. You think that since one Baker Mayfield is very familiar with the Pittsburgh Steelers due to his time in the AFC North, that perhaps they said, you know what, we'll just hand the ball off for the whole first series and then see if they rest more of their guys, and then we'll actually have them draw back. <laughs> I don't know if they did or not, but it wouldn't have been a bad strategy at all. Makes makes you wonder. Yeah. Makes yeah, you wonder. It does. So, Yep. All right. So, moving on to some of the, what I want to say. Yeah, I, I, I don't even so, like to say well, second team, but but just your other guys that were not first team guys. Yeah, well, and in order to do this, and we've kind of, I didn't specifically bring up the topic, but we're kind of doing this as we go. So I want to one last thing to to, to kind of cover the first team guys is we're looking back, and it's not like we're previewing the next game. I mean, yeah, they they they, they play the Bills. But they're still just nameless gray faces when it comes to the preseason, especially, you know, maybe week three you do a little bit of planning for your for your opponents. But what from last week do you want to see built upon to have 
a good or better performance this week. Let's let's go ahead and wrap a bow on the first team before we get into those other guys. I mean, what more could you really ask for this week other than more? Long more reps. Yeah. That's it. They just need some more reps. Yeah. That's, Can, all, that's all, I'm, all, I want to, all I'm worried about. As but But as successful as they were, you know, one drive touchdown. Well, first it was one defensive drive, three and out. One offensive drive touchdown. Then it wasn't the starters anymore. For the, I mean, most of the uh, most starters. What you can't ask them to do three drives in this game with those units and get the exact same results again, can you? No. Okay. It's not what I'm expecting. But yeah. But that's that's why you're like, well, what are you expecting moving forward this for this game? That's why the only thing I'm expecting to see is see the first team guys play more than one series each. So, yeah. Um, and the other thing, don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Yeah, well, we know that. Yeah, play more, and don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Yep. That yeah. That well, that's that's. The biggest thing they can they, they can improve on because I mean they, there were some injuries um, in the game we mentioned about uh, about Keanu Benton, um, but they he's described still as day to day. I have a feeling we won't see him on Saturday, but uh, but but yeah. So that's what I want to see. Want to see more? Doesn't have to be the per the near perfection you got out of the first drive of each two last game. Because that would just be an unreal expectation. Because also, I feel that they're going up against a much more quality opponent and will probably see more starters than they did on Friday. Yes, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So now let's look. Now you want, you're ready to go. We can move on. We can move on down the line to, 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 to maybe some of the other guys or however you want to cover it. Some of the might, and it might not be necessarily just be players that, oh, you think they're not going to play or, or can start or contribute much? No, but they were playing beyond the first series still. Like I'm even thinking of like a Quan Alexander that doesn't mean that he, it can't be a starter or can't be a key contributor on defense, but he was out there much longer than everyone else. And some of those types of players. Right. Let me just say about him. That guy's quick. He's quick and just has a real good nose for the, for the ball. Yeah. I just, I can't wait till they change his number after, after everything, because I, I said, first of all, I'm like, first I was worried it was a safety. Then I was getting flashbacks of Mark Barron. Uh, when you see that number 26, um, that's just not what you're expecting from your inside linebacker. So uh, thinking, why isn't Matt playing defense? Yeah, and it's like it, it, it's almost like it, he almost looks small. Is he? My question is, is he really that small, or does he just look small because he's wearing a 26? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of the uh, of the two. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the two. But yeah. speaking of 26, the other person I was quite impressed with was Anthony McFarland. I thought the 26s for the Steelers on both sides of the football had pretty good games. Yeah. Yeah. And see, now I'm I still report the PFF scores because that's one of those things I look at. Just I'm going to say it now. I say it so many times. Remember, PFF, their scores, they're an opinion. They are not, they they are not objective, they are subjective. It is the opinion of those watching, but they do watch every player on every snap. But Anthony McFarland. He didn't score as high because he had a really bad 
pass blocking score. Other than that, I thought he had a a real solid game and kind of separated himself as um, the line for the drop-off in the running back depth chart might now be behind him and not in front of him. Correct. If that makes sense. Yeah. It made sense to me. All right. That he might be closer to the other two than to the ones behind him. So much so, you got to remember, Steelers just, since the last game, they've done a different inside linebacker because Chappelle Russell went on IR. They've done two different cornerback switches out. One was due to injury. One was just a release. And then today they also did a running back um, where they where they swapped running backs off the roster. Well, the cornerbacks might have been. I can't remember exactly yesterday, today. One might have been announced yesterday, one today. But the running back was, was today as well. So those are some position groups. But when you look at those other running backs, I really do think um, Anthony McFarland, he's not – I don't see him being pushed for the third running back spot. I say the only question is, is it Anthony McFarland or are they not even going to bother to keep three? That's 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 yeah. to, to me the question right now. So I'm 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 glad you brought that one up. Um let's see. I got an interesting one for you. Okay. Let's talk tight end. We got four of them. And are you, are you counting Connor Hayward? No, technically, but, I guess we got five of them. I was gonna say if you count Connor Hayward as tight end. They actually got five because Rodney Williams has been. But you got you got five guys that honestly could make the run. Yeah, you you couldn't complain if they were on the roster. I mean, it's a good problem to have and a bad problem to have. Yeah, it is because to me, when it really comes down to it, it's what does the player offer that you can't get somewhere else. And that's what I'm still asking now for Zach Gentry because of Darnell Washington. And does Zach Gentry give you enough of what else you need from a tight end, which I thought, you know, before the draft, absolutely it was smart for the Steelers to bring back Gentry. You don't have to have a big, a big dynamic, dynamic playmaker. I know people were arguing in the live chat. They're like, he can't be your TE1 if Fernbooth goes down. I'm like, he's not. Connor Hayward would be. But now you don't even have to worry about that because you got Darren Washington. And I I thought he did great on special teams. I thought he did great when he had a chance to be out there. And there's been good reports that, uh, you know, they're like, wow, this Rodney Williams, if it wasn't for the Steelers already kind of being overloaded at tight end, he would really be making a push to make the roster. So I can't hear you right now. Williams on the, day, on the day at camp. Um, mm-hmm. I think he actually had to play the day. Now we had. Oh, we yeah, had, that's right. You were there for that, right? We had George Pickens make another George Pickens catch during seven seven shots. But late in the day on, on the goal line and, and the red zone situations, he made a catch off a, a double deflection. He is falling to the ground. The ball was double tipped and he was still able to come up with the catch. And he's a big guy. I mean, to see a big guy with hands like that was pretty impressive. 
and concentration. Uh, when going to the ground, because you know what it's like. You're a big guy. You know what it's like going to the ground as a big yep. guy. I mean, you know, why the little why the little toddlers aren't they? Why aren't they ever hurt when they fall down? Well, they don't fall very far. Yeah, right. But this is a big guy going down to the ground and was still able to often double deflected football, keep his concentration on it, make the catch. It was pretty neat. That happened right in front of us mm. at at training camp that day. It was impressive. Nice, nice. So, who? So I I think the Steelers. That was a position group that you weren't. The many weren't worried about going into training camp, and it was even more. I, I mean, who would have even thought we would have even been mentioning Rodney Williams? I mean, to me, he's if he could even get there, he's a he's a lock for the practice squad, if nothing else, because he's been doing. Um, I won't be surprised if he's poached. Yeah, or you mean claimed off waivers if he's released? Yes, or yep. or or grabbed there. Yep, I I would not or be surprised. Even within a week or two, poached off the practice squad. Yes, because he. Uh, um, yeah. Um, and, and everything, but see, like, and, but you, you just never know exactly what people are looking for. And, and, uh, and I'm not really in tune with what's going on with tight end around the league right now. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm so focused on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, it, the, the, you know where I get my league news or what's going on and with stuff around the league, the only, if it wasn't for the call sheets, by uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, Co- Coach KT on on Fans First Sports Network. I don't know that I'd really know much going on around the league. He did one last week, and it was about some of the um, the, the quarterback battles, some for starting and some for backups. I'm like, I don't know that I could really name you anything. <laughs> and uh, and so it was really good to get that from him. But uh, anything else you you want to? I mean. Uh, someone asked earlier, "What was your thought on the on the Quan Alexander?" Uh, uh, I I want to call it roughing, but it, I, I don't know what a um, personal foul leading with the helmet, whatever. By the by, the letter of the rule, it was the correct call. I've thought though for several years that by the letter of the rule, it's a bogus call. I tweeted out that. Or X'd out. Twixted. That's what it is. Twixted. Um, that the NFL has basically made the rules in a way of so many different things that if you hit someone hard enough, they can call you for a penalty one way or the other. Yep. So in other words, the real penalty is hitting too hard. Because if you don't hit the person hard, now, unless it's quarterback, because sometimes with that, you don't have to do anything to get that one. But if you hit someone really hard on the field of play, they will find a reason to throw a flag and can say it's either the helmet, they could say hitting low, they could say hitting high. They could, there's so many different things. It is extremely difficult to really hit a player hard and have it be 100% legal by the NFL standards now. So pretty much they throw a flag for hitting too hard. <laughs> Sherry Richards says, you know what Jack Lambert would say about that call? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, good. That, that That's good stuff. But someone had asked that earlier, you know, uh, about that. Um, what other position groups you, you want to hit? I thought Duke Dawson was looking all right until he got hurt, and now he's on IR. 
I thought I thought um I thought Mark Robinson was having a pretty good game at inside linebacker. Yeah. I, I really felt like he he was showing that growth uh from year one to year two, like I was hoping to see from him. You can tell he really uh has spent some time trying to work on some things and make himself a better player. Um it was good to see. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to bring up something. This is from Eric Cole. This goes back to Quan Alexander real quick, and, and, and then we'll we'll jump forward to Mark Robinson. He said he kind of dropped his head on that hit. But like, who was it? It might have been Tim Benz or someone. Someone, I saw somebody, it was someone on X that, you know, it might have been uh, Nick Fairball, so, someone like that had said, you know what? If he doesn't drop his head a little bit, he hits him in the face mask. Correct. And then he's going to get a penalty for that. Right. So it, it was so, like, didn't matter yeah. what he was going to do there. Yeah. They could throw the flag on him. And yeah. it's like, the only thing I guess he'd have been allowed to do and not get a flag was, you know, fall down on the ground until he missed the guy. Yeah. Yep. So, and and I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, that the, the official that was officiating Friday night, that's that's the guy that that, that works with my wife. <laughs> no. Yeah, they they work they work in the same company. <laughs> Jeez, I they, and she's emailed with him before about stuff. So uh, yeah, um, he's the guy they've talked about in the past about being a rocket scientist. He's not really rocket. He works at a well at a lab with rocket scientists, but I don't think that's his exact thing that he does. Um, but yeah, with that officiating crew. But you got to remember though. It was their first game. Well, actually, it was their it was their second. I think they did the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> I think they're the same crew that did the Hall of Fame game. Um, yeah. But uh, to me, but that's what the NFL's done. They've taken to where you could take a call like that. You're like, really? You're going to call that? But by the letter of the law of the rule, you can throw a flag on that because really they could throw a flag on any hard hit. So Mark Robinson, I don't want to miss what you had said about Mark Robinson. The way yeah, I would I sum just, up Mark Robinson was he did what we thought he could do in the run game, and he wasn't a huge liability in the pass game like he was last I, year. No, I, I noticed he was getting to the right places at the right times in the passing game. And he was really trying to he, he was really trying to make sure he didn't get out of position. And mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing him out of position in the past game. That was nice to see. Yep. So yep. So yeah, that that was another good one. Uh, we hit some defense. We'll go to let's kind of. I'm trying to bounce back and forth from defense to offense. Um, we already mentioned Calvin Austin III, but he was more with the later group. Anything with the receivers? I mean, I thought that Cody White did not live up to what he he was. They say he's done a camp. Some people. It kind of reminds me with running when I ran cross country. I didn't I didn't when it when it came to the to the races to the meets I didn't have an extra gear that I hit. I I I was a great runner in practice. I just wasn't any better when it came came, came to an actual race. Yeah. And to me that almost seems like Cody White. He can do everything he can in practice, but when he gets in a game, it seemed like it's almost too big for him. You know, um I don't I don't think that he Keen Butler did anything to really stand out. Um I don't, you know, Miles Boykin didn't really have anything to stand out. I don't really know what to make of some of the stuff at wide receiver. No, and like I said, outside of CA3 
and Anthony McFarlane. And honestly, I got to give credit to Mason Rudolph on the deep third, the CA3. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's the part of Mason Rudolph's game that, you know, he was touted for when he came into the league. So you can see he still got it. He throws a nice deep ball. He really does. That ball was on the money. Um, But there wasn't near as much, I would say, that I noticed on offense as I did on defense. Yes, um, because – I want to, the position I want to talk about next on defense is the other linebacking position, the outside linebackers. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting. I'm not surprised that Quincy Roche was in there early. But the Steelers gave gave premier playing time, you know, prefer, preferential playing time to the undrafted free agent David Perales and not Nick Herbick. Nick Herbert didn't play the second half. Browse was in there the second series. And Herbig did what people said that he was doing in practice. He tore up. He did. So if you want to know what I want to see to improve from the first preseason performance to to this one, is I want to see Nick Herbig doing that in the first half because I think he can. They just didn't have him out there. That's what I want to see. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. Which then talking to him also had to bring up because the one time, you know, he and so I put my knee jerk reaction that, you know, Nick Herbig and DeMarvin Leal had a meeting of the minds at the quarterback. Yeah. You know, Leal's another guy who I just thought, you know, he wasn't always getting home with everything, but I, I just thought he, he too was getting penetration, being a disruptive force on the defensive line. Um, I don't know. I just saw a lot of good stuff on the defense that I just really, really impressed with. You know, I'll tell you what, Herbie, he that guy's he's quick and he showed yeah. it at key when I was there. I just realized I was like, boy, you know, we've been here, we've been seeing from that guy. That guy really is quick. He's quick off the ball. His moves are really fast. And that's why I think, you know, some people say, well, he's kind of undersized for an edge rusher, blah, blah, blah. I think he's just so quick, so fast, and his techniques are very good that the fact that he might be giving up a little more weight or something somewhere doesn't matter. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to recant something that I said a while ago because I did not expect it to be this way. Is that I said, you know, when you think about it, if the Steelers have that really – good, solid three-man rotation inside linebacker, and they have someone like DeMarvin Leal that could fill out out there, and now even occasionally standing up Isaiah Loudermilk. I said, don't be shocked if Nick Herbig doesn't get a helmet early in the season or or much at all. There's uh, not only, you know, being a a fourth-round draft pick, we weren't worried about him making the team. But I just thought, you know, kind of like the, but the, you know, like the Buddy Johnson effect that he, you know, fourth round draft pick, you're on the depth chart. When someone gets hurt, you'll be there. But until then, you know, you just can continue to develop. And you know what? A part of me is almost afraid that that's their mentality and they might force that anyway. Now I see it based on his play. Now things could change in two more games that that would be a mistake. He's a guy that 
I think can be out there and ready for you right now. You just got to get him also involved with special teams and you don't have to play him a ton of snaps either, but he's going to come in and you're not going to see hopefully a big drop off. I do. One thing I do want to see again, more of more from Herbig is how is he against the run? Because he did well against the run on Friday. Yes. But he only played four snaps against the run. You know what I'm saying? So I would just like to see more of him and more against higher competition. And to me, that's one thing that, that I think would be an improvement coming up for the Saturday. I, I got another question at the outside okay. of the macro. Position. Okay. Was it me on Friday? I just felt Quincy Roche looks slow. Is he slow? Where he looked slow was when he had the opportunity to went with the I don't even know which quarterback it was at the time. It was on a bootleg. There was there was no one blocking him. He was out there and he let him run away from him. Are you thinking about a play like that one? Yeah, but there were some other plays where it just felt the, the guy just looks slow. It doesn't look real quick or explosive. He's not – I think Herbert's faster. I think Hyatt's faster. I think Watt's faster. Here's the other thing. I will tell you this. When you see the number 48, who you still think of, even though it's been a couple of years? I think Bud Dupree. And boy did, boy, did that guy close. I still think of uh, watching him in person in the playoffs, you know, decapitate Matt Moore in Miami because he just closed so fast. That was not Quincy Roche on Friday. Now, is that just him all the time? I don't know because I haven't seen him with the Steelers other than when he was out there Friday um, for a while. So, yeah. Okay. So that, that very well could be it. So, you know what? That's something to look at for this Saturday. So, sure. <laughs> so yeah. Um, real quick, anything with the offensive line? I mean, we talked about Kendrick Green a little bit, kind of blowing it. Um, Spencer Anderson got some snaps at center finally uh, in practice today uh, because of uh, Nate Herbig being out. But he's, once again, they say he's considered day-to-day. So it's I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him in this preseason game, but I don't think it's anything that's going to impact the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I'd probably agree there. Um, offensive line-wise, I really didn't notice anything um, major, which is really probably what you're looking for mm-hmm. when you're talking offensive line. Yeah. Um, not, you know, like we, we know where there were some bad players. Um, unfortunately, one guy had several, and that hurts. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, there, there there are some small things in there to clean up. Um I know Broderick Jones was still needing to work on a couple of footwork things. Well, he had that Um, one really, really bad rep. One really bad rep. If you take away – if Kendrick Green's not on the field, that was the worst offensive line rep of anyone of the night. When he he got pushed back – um, you know, didn't I, I think he didn't have his feet in the right place, and I think he correct. I think both his feet and hands were not in the right place, so he got pushed back, held. Still gave up the strip sack and and everything. But once again, that's kind of – that's going to be Broderick Jones starting off. He's going to give you some other really great plays, and he's still going to have one of those occasionally um, 
as as you go, apparently he's just had, you know, two great days of practice since since the first game, which is great to hear. But that's the other thing that you have to have to think about them. It's not that you can see that he has the ability. The question is, is his fundamentals enough to have the consistency of that ability? Yeah. Okay, I'd agree there. Yeah. So, yeah, quarterback T- Tanner Tanner Morgan was not. Yeah, that was pretty. You know, you think, oh, crazy. maybe he could he could push to where they could, you know, trade or uh, no, no. But it no. was, I mean, he hasn't got much practice reps, so we'll see if if he gets another opportunity in any other games. But uh, it was it, it was rough. Um, anything else, defense, offense, otherwise? I know we're running out of time. Uh, no, I'm I'm fine with what I had to say about you know. Mm-hmm. About what I, I felt going on with that game and ready for Saturday game. Yeah. So I get to be there. I know we're, we're, we're going to roll to that. I'm going to ask you one question because I said this on the post game show and I said the Steelers might eventually have to stop wasting their time with the Kendrick Green at fullback stuff going on at camp because that only works if he can make the roster as an offensive lineman. Yep. Because if he can't make the roster as an offensive lineman, even so much so that he has to be one of your eight to get a helmet, then it's not worth your time. You you know, that's why the Steelers several years ago, uh, you know, a couple snaps used Henry Mondo at fullback because he was at least, he was depth at another position, was on the field, was dressed, and you could just put him out there and it would be okay. Um, Yep. You can't do that if he doesn't, if he's not going to make the team as an offensive lineman. And personally, I I took him off my 53 man roster um, this past because I, I, I thought game. Spencer Anderson did nice wherever he was playing. And I'm like, uh, I would uh, much rather have a Spencer Anderson than a Kendrick Green. Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't know. It, what infuriated me the most was he had the. He had the holding call, which he then turned to the referee and complained about. That's one thing. But then to turn around on the very next play and that snap, not yeah. anywhere near the quarterback. That's when I'm like, you just took a bad thing, and instead of putting it behind you, you dwelled on it and made it worse. Yeah, and we'll see. And, and the thing with him, and I, I don't want to dwell on him too much because we really got to get going, is – Last year, we saw him in the preseason playing guard, which I still think was a big mistake um, because if he was going to be anything on the offensive line, it, it, he he had what the Steelers look for in a center. The, the only reason he moved to guard is if he can't play center. And to me, if he can't play center, he can't play in the NFL. Yeah. But he was trying to win the spot with, against Dotson at guard, and that didn't happen. And we hadn't seen Kendrick Green playing center for the Steelers since week 16, week 16 of 2021. Because he missed the last two games of the regular season and didn't play in the playoffs. That's the last time Steelers fans saw him playing center. And the question was, hey, he's been with the team. He's been practicing. We don't see him. It doesn't mean that he's not getting any better. That's what you do. You work hard at practice and you get better. The first time you have him out there at center again, that's what fans saw. 
you know, in a game. I mean, unless people were at training camp. So to me, that's that was the big question is, wow, did he take a big step to where now he could be a viable backup? And you just you just didn't see that right there. Saturday, you were there, correct? I am there. You will be there. So um, you um, you in, enjoy your time. I will be watching at home. <laughs> I will be doing the post game show, um, and and things of that nature. So anything overall? Since we talked about some individual stuff that we wanted to see how how to improve on that first preseason performance by kind of recapping it. Anything overall you want to say overarching? Uh, in terms of Saturday night, really just want to see us continue to to do things and and I don't want to say uh, you know I'll just say expand on what we saw last week. Yeah, you know, just continue to show forward momentum, you know, um, and I'll be happy. Yeah, okay. and Dave's gone. No, I'm here. Are you there? I am frozen. I'm not. I'm not sure what happened because you're 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 frozen on me. Is it me? Uh, who knows? Okay. Uh, because if you can hear me, I was going to bring this up because it said from Alex Forces, "Are you guys streaming on another channel on YouTube?" We are streaming on our channel, which the name changed to the channel to the Steel Curtain Network. Um, for those of you that are just coming back now. Um, during training camp and preseason, they'll be like, hey, what's going on? Uh, there was a lot, a lot of changes with things uh, on the podcast side uh, because basically almost every, you know, 90-some percent of podcasts uh, were, were were let go uh, at our former outlet. So we started our own um, and brought everybody that wanted to with us to create Fans First Sports Network. And that is now even where we are on the editorial side at steelcurtainnetwork.com, which is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Did you catch any of that, Rich? <laughs> no. So... No. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm hoping the live chat would tell me whether it's whether it's uh, you or me that's cutting out because <laughs> they're probably only getting right. one of us. That's all right. But uh, we got to do the big question, and that and if they tell us, we can then know which one of us has to read these at the end. <laughs> so, Rich, what is your score prediction for Saturday night? Um, uh, you, you know, the preseason is a bigger, you know, just shot in the dark than during the regular season. So I'm going to go with, uh, uh, and like that we have, we have Rich is no longer with us. Boy, he left us hanging. So I was wondering, I, I thought I was fine. I thought my connection was okay. So if Rich comes back in, we will get his score. But if not, I'm just going to now put it out in the live chat for you all. We did not do scores on, on the Steelers preview Thursday night. Rich is coming back in right now. It was you. What's your score? Uh, Steelers 20, Bills 23. Oh, so you're going that uh, that uh, the, the you know 
the Steelers got their their W in the preseason. If you listen to last week's Stat Geek, you know teams actually do better going zero and three than they do three and zero last last year. Um, it was it was crazy. So uh, so that's what it was. So so that's you have twenty three twenty with it being Buffalo. Now when you put your score in the live chat, if you don't put any team, we assume you mean Steelers. So here we go. We've got. The thing's flying on here really fast. We've got Afton Forward saying 21-17. For, for Afton and Kathy, I really hope that the Steelers win. Uh, Steelers-Pittsburgh, I think that was the same score as last week, if it actually comes up. Uh, 2020, Eric Cole says Steelers 24-17. BF Bud has 30-24 to Steelers. I'd love to see that 30. I really would. Uh, that, that, that would be a nice one, or even, or even 31. I'm going to go... With my score prediction, see, but Buffalo's Buffalo's good. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 27-20 Steelers. What I'm gonna go. Um, because Jeremiah Yoda wanted to know. Oh, sorry. Uh that, that's just for you, Jeremiah. Uh George Rice says 31-21. Um, Steelers Nation Australia, Marky D says Steelers eight, Bill seven. <laughs> they go for the two, but because they don't want to tie, uh, because there's no overtime in, in preseason. Uh, Pittsburgh Toddy says 23 21, good guys. Brian Brown says 21 to 20, Steelers. Gabriel Golden says 25 23, Steelers. Jared Devil says 24 21, good guys. Frosty the Bear says 26 19, Bills. Okay. Carrie says. 28-21 Steelers. Mr. Brooks says 34-17 Steelers. Gene Smith says 27-21 Buffalo. Sherry Richard says 27-23 Steelers. Richard Adamson says 34-28 Steelers. Uh, Blue Nose Steelhead says 30 to 17 Steelers. I have to slow down when I say that name or else I, or else I mess it up. Uh, Reginald Rivers says 27 to 20 Steelers. Uh, Joseph, whoa, where'd it go? Joseph Donovan says 27, 24 Steelers. Jeremiah Yoder says 31, 20 Steelers. Um, Dennis C says 21, 21. Um, Tom, Val uh, I usually had this right. Valajeo. I messed that one Vallejo. up. Vallejo. Vallejo. I, I tried to throw an extra syllable in there. 20 to 17 Steelers. Uh, Clarence Dudley Jr. says 24 Steelers, 27 Bills. Uh, here we go. Let's see what else we got. Ruben Stone says 23, 16 Steelers. Tyler W. says 28, 27 Steelers. Remember, this, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much both of these teams play their starters because I'd like to see the, uh, a good matchup. Uh, Kevin Brokenborough says 24, 10 Steelers. Um, uh, let's see. Do I have another one? Mark Tobin says 24, 13 Steelers. Um, John Funker says 30-13 Steelers. And I know it's the preseason, which means it doesn't matter as much the final score. Brian Brown said, said this great. He said, the awesome thing is it doesn't matter if the Steelers lose. These games were all about getting in sync for the real games. Exactly. So the score now isn't as important. But what we're doing with you all is we're giving you practice. That's what we're doing. We, we've got to do it. 
We've got to give you all, and I'm trying to find it here. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. We're talking about practice. Yeah, we give it you practice and predicting your scores during the preseason. So when the regular season rolls around, you don't have to be you. You're a little bit more more ready for it. So, uh, Rich, I'm I'm excited. Tell me one thing that you want to see more than anything. Like any one thing from one person on Saturday night. You know, kind of it can it can be a bold, almost like a bold prediction of something you think you might see before you give me your final thoughts. Um. Bold prediction. Uh, let me just say, as though, just something I want to see. I'd love to run into Kathy and Ashton at the game. There you go. There Ashton you go. The That's game. great. Ka- run, run into, there you go. Yeah. Would Kathy love to. Ashton. Would love to see him. I will be. I will be there, donning my bright yellow Steel Curtain Network T-shirt on yes. Saturday. So. All right. So, what do you have to say here to close us out tonight? Hey, you know. Looking back to last Friday, was, to me, it was a good starting point for the Pittsburgh Steelers season. Uh, it was exactly where I hoped they would be. It looked more like a continuation of what we were seeing last year towards the end of the year uh, and moving forward. Not a lot of, of movement, you know, stepping back. Um, now the hope is just to continue to see that same type of thing. Keep things pressing forward for the Steelers. Um, you know, Buffalo's going to be a little different measuring stick than the Tampa Bay yep. Buccaneers were. And, and that's okay. In the end, I'm not as super worried about the score as I am worried about the play. Because honestly, if the Steelers have the lead and, you know, the fourth stringers give up a, you know, a touchdown at the end and the Steelers lose the game, big yeah. whoop. Yep. So, you know, that happens. For me, what I'm most excited about, be my wife, Axshire Stadium, checking things out Saturday night. Can't wait. Can't wait. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.